0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you because your people are noted to receive and to gather faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth through your Word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Okay, so I want us to, uh, last Sunday, we started talking about uh, where we, we've been on this series for this course. Why did Jesus come and why are we born again? And we've established the fact that Jesus came primarily to give us salvation. And that, that, is, the, <laughs> that is the important reason why Jesus came. And as a, as a church, not just this local church, but as the church of Jesus Christ, it's very important that we focus on the main thing. We focus on the, on, the, on the reason Jesus came. And if we do that, what we'll find out is, over time, the scriptures will begin to make meaning to us. Because we read very clearly from Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, that beginning from the prophets, beginning from the law of Moses, up until when Jesus was speaking, everything was talking about the salvation that Jesus brought. And and, and unfortunately, or funny enough, uh, what should be the primary purpose of the church has been put at the back burner. What it means is that we don't talk about salvation so much. Praise God. We don't talk about salvation so much. And most of us don't even understand what it means to be saved. So, I made a couple of statements last Sunday. And... um, I also had some questions because of the statement, which I'm glad about. And there are a couple of statements I want to also clarify today before we go on. The first thing, uh, one of the things I said last Sunday was the fact that if a man believes in God, it does not mean that the man is saved. Okay? If a man believes in God, if a man says, I believe in God, I believe there is God, it doesn't mean you are saved. And the reason is very clear. Let's go to James chapter 2 verse 19. Let's start from there. James chapter 2 and verse 19. James two nineteen. I want to show you something there. It says you believe that God is one. It says you do well. If you want to use the Pidgin English version it will be saying well done. You tried. <laughs> it says the demons also believe. And shudder in fact, they, their own you just believe there is God, they believe and they tremble, so they even have trembling to so their believing. So the question is, does it mean that demons are saved? Talk to me, church, does it mean that demons are saved or demons are born again? Are they your fellow brothers in Christ? The reason is because they just believe, they believe that God exists, and that's why listen, and you, you need to listen to this carefully. don't ever make the mistake and start saying that we and Muslims were serving the same God. It's just different approach. No sir. No sir. There's only one way to salvation. And it's Jesus. Tolerance. You know peacemaking in scriptures is not tolerance. It's not to tolerate everything that everybody believes. At the expense of the damnation of their soul. And you look like you're a peaceful person. No. You are actually anti-kingdom. Because you have a responsibility. Jesus did not die on the cross so we can tolerate people in that sense. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Jesus died because there is a mission that was aborted and that needed to be restored, and we must be clear on that. We must be very clear on that. You know, uh, one of uh, a, a young person I mentored uh, posted something on Facebook and said something about. Uh, posted something that was like well the universe has been favorable to me so I just, I just put there I said are you referring to the universe as God or who, what are you talking about because we can get into this motivational speaking and we start saying well talk to the universe I, I put this request out to the universe and I don't know why we are apologetics about, about Jesus listen very clearly all over the world the universe is not God God created the universe are you hearing what I am saying a Christian shouldn't be found talking about the universe as if the universe is God. It's actually an insult on the Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? And so we need, to, we need to begin to discern these things very clearly and be very emphatic about what the scripture teaches. So the Bible says that demons even believe in God. Now let me show you a scripture, Acts chapter 10. Go to Acts chapter 10, let me show you. I made my request to the universe, and the universe has been kind to me. And that's coming from a believer. <laughs> or the, the, the wise book said. You don't want to say the Bible says. The wise book said. A wise man said. And you're referring to Jesus. <laughs> Acts chapter 10... Verse 1. Now there was a man at Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort, a devout man, look at this, and one who feared God with all his people, with all his household, and gave many alms to the Jewish people and prayed to God continually. You all know the story of Cornelius. The Bible says this man feared God and he gave a lot. He prayed to God continually. In fact, God told him, Your prayers and your alms given has come up to me. Are you following this? But do you realize that he was not saved? God had to send, God had to speak to him in a vision and say, send for Peter. And when Peter came, Peter taught him the gospel. The question is, why didn't God just preach to him? It is not God's mandate to preach the gospel. The mandate, and that's why I talk about why are we born again. The mandate for the preaching of the gospel is the sole responsibility of human beings. Angels are not even ordained to preach the gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we have been reconciled, the ministry of reconciliation is committed into our hands. So you realize this, that God has to send him to to send for Peter. Now, Peter preached and his household was saved. Now, go to Acts chapter 11. Now, Peter is reporting what happened. Uh, in the house of Cornelius to the apostles. Go to Acts chapter 11. Come with me to verse 1. Acts chapter 11 verse 1. Now you must realize something now. Follow me now. First of all, the message came to the Jews. Now, uh, the Gentiles, the Gentiles haven't received the gospel. Okay? So, uh, Cornelius was a Gentile. And, 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 and that's why when Peter had that dream and says, uh, kill and eat. He says, what you have called unclean. Uh, uh, this is unclean, I will not eat And when the dream was interpreted It was referring to him preaching to the Gentile nation Because the Gentile nation actually Were not uh, in the plan In terms of when Jesus came So first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles You must understand that And that is why it's very important And I say this here at Time Without Number I think I promised that teaching a lot I might try to do it but it's going to be like next year now On dreams and interpretation of dreams Your dreams, dreams Dreams are a lower realm in which God speaks to us. God primarily speaks to us to the inward man. But dreams have interpretation. And then you must be careful. Not everybody can interpret dreams. Because you know, some of you just dream and you carry your dreams to all kinds of people and you ate in the dream. Your life is finished. No, 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 no. Sometimes it just means your life is just beginning. Okay. So Acts chapter 11 verse 1. Now the apostles and the brethren who were throughout Judah heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So they heard that, oh, some Gentiles are born again. Now, Peter now came. Now, please, follow carefully. Follow me carefully. Go to verse 2. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those who were circumcised took issue with him, saying, You went to the uncircumcised men and ate with them. You, you, you know, because sometimes when people don't understand church history, they make all kinds of statements and it looks like they are making very intelligent statements. But it's because they don't understand church history. You know, have you heard people say, let's go back to the way the church was in the, in the days of Acts. Let's go back to that beginning church. That beginning church had issues. You see, the beginning church, they were querying Peter for eating with the circumcised, with the uncircumcised. The beginning church, Acts chapter 6, was where widows were quarreling over food distribution. Beginning church, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, was where a man was sleeping with his father's wife. You know, (laughs) the church is better now because God is giving us more light. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Forget about the things you're seeing. The part of the jaw shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day is not just for us to get more things. It actually means the revelation of God's word comes to us daily, daily until we see in full what God wants to do. So they quarrelled with Peter. You find out that even Paul had to rebuke Peter over this thing. He says when you see the circumcised, you you eat with them. And when you see the uncircumcised, you want to keep all of these rituals. Because at the beginning of Christianity, you must understand this, Christianity came out from Judaism. Now at the beginning of Christianity, especially in the book of Acts, you will find out that they were mixing a bit of Judaism and Christianity together. And God had to raise Paul. And Paul was the one that actually brought the truth of the new creation. And it was because of that revelation that even Peter said some of the writings of Paul are hard to understand. Are you, are you following this now? Okay. Now look at this. And Peter came up to Jerusalem. Those who were circumcised took issue with him and said, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Look at this. But Peter begins speaking and proceeded to explain to them in orderly sequence saying so he was re- re- referring to how the vision came verse um, 5 i was in the city of joba praying and in the trance i saw a vision and all that you know all of that story uh verse Well, let's just read it verse 7 i also heard a voice saying to me get up peter kill and eat but i said by no means lord for nothing unholy or unclean has ever I entered my mouth <laughs> But a voice from heaven answered a second time, What God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. Now look at this. He says, what God has cleansed, no longer consider holy. At what point did the Lord cleanse them? Right now he's saying, those sets of people, the Gentiles used to be holy. But you don't have to consider them unholy again because Christ has paid the price. For them to be able to come into salvation. Now look at this. This happened three times And everything was drawn back into the sky And behold at that moment Three men appeared in the house In which we were staying Having been sent to me from Caesarea Verse 12 The spirit told me to go with them Without misgiving These six brethren also went with me And we entered this man's house Now I want you to understand something Now this is very interesting Because when God spoke to Cornelius He gave Cornelius the name of Peter Come on now Are you here with me? He gave Cornelius the address of Peter. You know, if that happens today, what are we going to say? Prophet Cornelius, go deeper, man. I mean, do you imagine like somebody staying here and telling you, go to so-so-so-so-so-so-so in uh, Finima at house number 22, zone 4, there is a man there called Jambul. And he will tell you stuff. I mean, will you think that man is not saved? Come on, talk to me. Will you think that man is not saved? I mean, how can a man hear God like that and he's clearly not born again? Because God even talks to people. God talks to donkeys. Do you understand? The donkey of Balaam. An angel appeared to him and he prevented Balaam from going to cross himself. God can speak to anybody whether they are born again or not. Because he's God over the whole earth. I want you to understand something about salvation. That salvation is not just appearing in church. The fact that you even hear God speak to you does not necessarily mean you are saved. You've got to understand. There is a process for salvation. There is an understanding of salvation. There is a message to be heard and to be accepted for a man to be saved. Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? Now look at what it says. Verse 13. My, verse 13, yeah. And he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house saying, Send to Joppa and have Simon, who is called Peter, brought here. Verse 14. Look at what the angel told him. And that's what I want you to pay attention to. Now, if we read Acts chapter 10, we don't find this phrase here. But when Peter was reporting it, Peter referenced it. And that's why I want you to pay attention to this. He says, and he will speak words to you by which you will be saved. Did you see that there? It means that the angel particularly instructed Cornelius that certain words are going to be spoken to you by which you will be saved. Now, when you go back to Acts chapter 10, go back on your personal study and read that, you will realize that what, what Peter preached to the household of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 was the gospel. Come, come back, come back to Acts chapter 10. Some of you are looking at me like I'm reading the seven book of Moses. I used to hear of that book. Is there a book like that? Acts chapter 10. Who has read the seven book of Moses? Growing up, I used to hear a lot about the seven book of Moses. I don't know if it, if it exists. Ah, Okay. Le- let's, let's look at now. Come on. Acts chapter 11. Remember what Peter said. Are you following me? It says, The angel told him, Send for Peter. He will tell you words with which you might be saved. Now, what are those words? What are those words? Did Peter just go and say, you guys are sinners, you need to be saved? What are those words? Let's go back to the preaching of Peter. So let's read the preaching of Peter until when they believed and the Holy Ghost came. Now, go to Acts chapter 10 now. Go to verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said... Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The word which is sent to the sons of Israel. Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. What peace is this? Is the peace of reconciliation between God and man. Go to verse uh, 37. You yourself know the thing which took place throughout all Judea. Starting from Galilee. After the baptism with John proclaimed You know of Jesus of Nazareth How God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power And how he went about doing good and healing All who were oppressed by the devil For God was with him Now please just follow me now Look at this now You realize what Peter said Follow the teaching of Peter Peter said Peace came through Jesus Christ Verse 37 You know this thing after the baptism of John. So what Peter was talking about, was talking about right from when John identified Jesus as the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Are you with me? Talk to me. Are you with me? Okay. Now, verse 38. Right? Verse 38. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. John chapter 10 verse 38 is a summary of Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, and John. Right, Because after Jesus was baptized, what did he go about doing? Healing and doing good and doing all of that. So, what Peter has just done was to summarize the Gospels. Are you following? Okay. Now, read on. We are witnesses of all the things he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Talking about the Gospel. Now, progress now. Progress. They also put him to death by hanging on the cross. I want you to follow... When the scripture says in Acts chapter 11, He will tell you words by which you will be saved. I want you to follow how He told He didn't just go and say, Be born again! You see, that's, that's what I'm driving at with this message. Because when we got born again, some of us came and like, you know what, praise the Lord, if you have any problem, Jesus is the problem taker, he's the problem taker, he's the problem taker. He cannot take your problem if you are not born again. How many of you want to be born again? So you came to Christianity with a problem taker mindset. You did not understand the gospel. So every time you read the Bible, it is concerning your problem. For instance, let me give you an example. When you read this statement that Peter said, For God shows no partiality. But in every nation, everyone who does right is accepted by him. When you read that, outside of the context of what we are teaching today, what comes to your mind? How God is going to show you favor. Are you hearing that? But when Peter was writing about God not showing partiality, was he talking about how God is going to show you favor? he was talking about how God has brought Jesus to redeem both the Jews and the Gentiles. Do you see that if salvation is not the focus of your reading scriptures, you will read your problem into scriptures, you will read your answers into scriptures, so every time you carry, you know people have said that, this is a solution book, it's a book of solution, yes, it's a book of solution, but it's also the book of salvation, and salvation is the predominant solution. Are you following this now? Come on, I said, are you following this now? All right, let's read on. Let's I want you to see how logically Peter preached. So he talks about picking from the baptism of John, he goes into summarizing the gospels in verse 38. Then he says, We are witnesses of all the things he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Now I don't want to go into that, but you see, he talked about the land of the Jews and Jerusalem. They also put him to death by hanging on a cross. So right now, he's talked about he's talked about when Jesus picked up his ministry. from the River Jordan, he's talked about the, the gospels, the miracles Jesus did. Now he has entered into the death of Jesus, which is hanging on the cross. And I said this very clearly: that the fact that Jesus hung on the hung on the cross is not the key to our salvation. It was the fact that Jesus raised from the dead was raised from the dead, because there were other teeth on the cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So hanging on the cross was a method of his death. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Okay. Now let's go on now. It says, God raised him up on the third day and granted him to become visible. So you see, he talked about his death now, then he talked about his resurrection. Not to all the people, but a witness who were chosen beforehand by God, that is to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Can you see that Peter emphasizes the fact that when Jesus rose from the dead, God made him visible to us, not to everybody, but to the witnesses of those who ate and drank with him. Listen, after he rose from the dead. You know the reason why? Because the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was the biggest issue the Jews contended. That he did not rise from the dead. So Peter had to establish to Cornelius that the fact that, listen, when Jesus rose from the dead, we were witnesses, we ate and drank with him before his death and after his resurrection. Because the proof of resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. In fact, churches rather celebrate Easter than celebrate Christmas. They don't have an idea, Uh, churches don't have an idea what Christmas is. You know, for us, Christmas is red. He born, Mary born, shy, Jesus Christ was born. Oh, Christmas, shall see that we are here. Just, you know, just play. We live just like we play with everything. <laughs> and then, Lord, drink. It's Jesus' birthday. What have you I thank God for life. No idea. Carol, nine lessons, ten lessons, seven lessons, eight lessons. And I'll show you here. When the angel said peace on earth and goodwill to one men the heavens rejoice because finally the solution to man's problem of sin has come. They are not rejoicing because rice and chicken is going to be slaughtered. They are not rejoicing for nine, nine lessons and carol. They are rejoicing because finally God's original plan for creating man in Genesis 1.26 that was aborted, the path of restoration has come. But we put a lot of emphasis on Christmas and then less emphasis on Easter. And the truth of the matter is that the foundation, if Jesus was just born and he did not rise, there would be no Christianity. Do you understand what I'm saying here? The resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. What happened in those three days and those three nights is why we can boldly say that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Now go on now, go on. Verse, verse verse 42. Look at this. He ordered us. <laughs> oh, I like this. He ordered us to preach to people. He didn't suggest to us. He ordered us. Can you see it there? He says he ordered us to preach to people. And solemnly to testify that this is the one who had been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Verse verse 43, look at this. Of him, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, look at this, through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin. Verse 44, while Peter was speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard this message. Can you see at what point the Holy Ghost came? After the, the purpose, after... Peter had theologically explained why Jesus came, what he accomplished, and how man can be saved. Then, there was the legal entrance for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because after then, had the gospel been preached. That you are greatest giver in church, doesn't mean you're born again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come and talk to me now. Say, are you hearing what I'm saying now? Peter had to explain what salvation means. Now, let, let me show you something here. Go with me to... Now, let me let me say something here now. I've been talking about it in the beginning of the message, but let me emphasize it here. Look at what it says in verse 43. Of him, all the prophets bear witness. So, when we read the prophets, what are we seeing? We are seeing the fact that they were bearing witness to the person of Jesus. So, when we pick up the prophets to read, what are we seeing? They are bearing witness, what? To the name of of Jesus, Hallelujah! Go to Acts chapter twelve. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter twelve. Go to verse thirty-two. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. Acts chapter twelve, And verse thirty-two. Am I right? No, 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 no! I got my scripture wrong there. Okay, let's let's go to. Uh, let me go to Second Timothy chapter three. Go to Second Timothy Chapter 3. Second Timothy Chapter 3, and let's look at verse 15. Let me show you something there. Second Timothy 3, 15. And from childhood, you have known the Holy, the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith. Which is in Christ Jesus. So it says, you have been able to hear the good news or the holy scriptures. They will lead you to salvation. They will give you the wisdom that leads to salvation. And when he refer to the scriptures, what was he talking about? All of the what? All of the Old Testament. Now, go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Go to verse, uh, verse three to five, and then we go to verse twelve to fifteen because of time. Okay, verse. We we'll stop at verse eighteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse three. For I deliver to you as of first importance that. I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now I want you to understand this and, and it's very important. When he says according to the scriptures, remember at that time Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and all first Corinthians had not been written. It wasn't like Peter. Or Paul was reading the Bible. He was writing a letter to the Corinthian church. So when he says that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, what was he referring to? He was referring to everything in the Old Testament. So the New Testament is the Old Testament unveiled. When we look at the New Testament, we can understand what the Old Testament clearer and better. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? You know... (laughs) We heard a prayer when uh, someone was leading a prayer yesterday, and myself and my wife heard it. And, I mean, we, we just, we, uh, we, our heart just broke, and we like, God, help us. You know, a, a, a pastor was leading a prayer online, and says, uh, people who hate me, people who don't want me to succeed, and something, something like that, may God give them uh, diseases that are incurable. And he said that. And you see people pray, Oh, Father, I'm oh, like, God, how did we get here? God is the one who heals. He's not the one who gives incurable diseases. You see, it's amazing that the church has also become a mission field. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People need to be taught the truth. If we are honest, the way we've been raised as Christians, it's it's put a lot of wickedness in our heart. We don't mind people actually suffering so we can enjoy life and share the testimony that it was our righteousness that caused them to suffer. This is that man that is mad there. After I went dry, seven days dry, he he went mad. He said, he will not release my promotion. Now, would you rather be promoted and somebody goes mad? You know, I, I can never buy into that level of Christianity. I can never. I don't see it in the scriptures. Never. Never. You know somebody says, but Paul says, be blind for a season. Was it because Paul needed promotion or because Paul was preaching the gospel? Are you following what I'm saying? When Paul even did that, it was because the, the, the demonic spirit in that lady in in Elamas in, in was opposing the preaching of the gospel. What do we do when the gospel is being the preaching of the gospel is being opposed? It doesn't even concern us. As fast as we get a new job. As fast as we get a new house. We have a, a canal-driven Christianity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The basis of our faith in God is how much we get. The basis. And I'll tell you this. And I'm I'll saying, I'll say, I'm going to teach it. There are many things I promise I'm going to teach. But I'm going to teach it because we're here for a long time. Right? Most of our problems started in church. When we started putting leadership in church, not following scriptural criteria, but following financial criteria. Scripture first of all says that a man who would lead must have a good reputation outside, must be able to lead his house. Gave criterias. We would disregard all of those criterias. And if the man has money, he became a deacon. And then we gave him a church. Then the man doesn't know. He goes to Gogo, sermon, how to have faith in God, and print out, because he has money to buy printer. So he will collect Samo here, collect semor here, confusion he himself doesn't know what he's saying. So today he says the tomorrow he says that the, the next he says, no, God is mystery. I'm telling you the seven the seven mysteries to this thing is a mystery. Just believe. Believe what? God didn't give us mind so that we we'll just have mysteries. You know, it's like somebody standing before you and say, I'm prophesying over your life today. What God is going to do in your life, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What God is going to do. Just read the next verse. It says, But now it's been revealed to us by the Spirit. Just the next verse will help. I know when he tells you what God is going to do in your life, eyes have not seen. What's in your mind? I'm going to become a manager. I'm going to become a man. You see, the truth of the matter is that if you take money away from our life, you realize that most of us will not serve God. Because, number one, we don't like him, we feel that God is a restraining factor. I want to drink. You won't allow me to drink. I want to humanize. You won't allow me to. Oh yeah, let's just go to the heaven. Let's close this thing. Do you understand? We hate God. It's not that we like Him, but you want to travel. What will you do? You will still call on God. Do you understand? So, it's more. That's why you see that. I say, when a man believes in God, it does not mean he is saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I'm robbers who also pray to God to guide them on their mission. And then when they come back, they will tithe. Because they have been taught that once you tithe, the devourer is rebuked. So every amroba knows Malachi chapter 3. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And we need to revisit these things. We need to open scriptures again and allow scriptures to guide us on the importance of the church. The importance of the word. The teaching of the word. Glory to God. Come on, are you learning something this morning? Talk to me. Are you learning something this morning? Alright. Now, First Corinthians, now go to verse 5. And that they appear to serve us, that's Peter, then to the twelve. After that, they appear to, to more than five hundred brethren at one time. Most of them who remain until now, but some are fallen asleep, that means they're dead, and all of that. Now go to verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, How do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. Verse 14, pay attention to this. And if Christ has been raised, then our preaching is vain. Sorry. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain. Your faith is vain also. Go to verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. You know what Peter is saying here? Paul is saying here. Paul is saying that the resurrection of Christ is what actually offers the forgiveness of sin. And if Christ was not raised, then you are still in your sin. That means the price for your sin was not paid. That means you cannot be born again if there was no resurrection. So the platform of the Christian faith is the resurrection of Jesus hallelujah then the question you ask yourself how many of us understand what really took place in that three days and that three nights how many of us understand the resurrection of Jesus and that's the basis of our faith hallelujah come on I said that's the basis of our faith but how many of us understand it and that's how you realize that sometimes when we're going to preach to people, we are we, we are we are also not trained to preach the gospel. So I say, well, let's go out. We are going for outreach. You pick flyer. I want you to come to my church, and then at the front of our flyer, we've got our service time. Then at the back of our flyer, I joined this ministry seven years, and after seven years, I have three children, five 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 wives, and seven sons, and uh, seven. I mean, the Lord has just increased me on every side. And then we've got all those testimonies. And then, you, you now listen carefully now. You, you give the man the fire. Say, come to my church. And the man is, is in a church that he feels that the pastor does not have power. And then he looks at you. Yeah, I need, I need like five wives and seven you know, tubers of yam and a car to drive. I think I need to join this church now. So the man comes. Right. Come on now, follow me now. He comes to church. First service, seven keys to success. Second service, eight steps to breakthrough. Nine service the, the, the ninth month in the ministry, ministry Giving your way to financial breakthrough Come on now Second year How to overcome your enemies Shining the shine <laughs> Christian slayers <laughs> and, You understand that uh, The guy can be in church for five years Has that man heard the gospel? This is a practical example now How did he come? He came first of all to meet his own needs. And all the messages are targeted at how he can meet his own needs. So you will hear people say this. Every success principle out there in the world was taken from the Bible. I agree. But what was the Bible designed to teach? Salvation. Do you understand you cannot be doing the job of a motivational speaker. You are a minister of the New Testament. What does it mean when he says we are ministers of the New Testament? We are ministers of the New Covenant. I, I, are you following what I'm saying? I'm just showing you how sometimes this knowledge looks rare. Because what it, what we ought to deepen ourselves and understand and deepen our foundations in, we make it like it doesn't matter. And then we make all other things more important. But you know the funny thing about God. As you focus on this main thing, every other thing will be added. And listen, that shifting of priority is your biggest breakthrough in life. To be able to shift your priority from yourself to the kingdom and to focus on the kingdom is your biggest breakthrough. And every other thing will just be added. Are you still here now? Come on, talk to me. Are you still here? Alright, so let's go to the name of Jesus. So we understand why Jesus was called. Romans chapter 1. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Verse 1. Why was he named Jesus? Oh, blessed Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And let me, let me just make this disclaimer I'm not saying all of those testimonies are not important or those things are not. I'm just talking about the order of priority. How many of us learned scale of preference in economics? You know, the scale of preference. What's the scale of preference? Put on the first things first. Right? Come on, right? You know, when you teach a message like this sometimes, and people listen to the message, it's like, man, that message is deep. Oh, oh pastor. This should be what you should learn in foundation school. This is not deep. Are you what I'm saying? It's basic. To be able to look into scriptures... And prove salvation. Look at this. Romans chapter one, verse one. We'll stop at verse. Uh, we'll stop at let's read then we'll go to verse. Mm. Man, I should. Romans one. Paul, a born servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Observe that word, the gospel of God. Verse 2, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So Paul is saying that this gospel was promised beforehand through the prophets in his Holy Scriptures. What scriptures was he talking about? The Old Testament. Concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David according to the flesh. Now, you realize that when God said to David, you would always have a son on the throne. God was not talking about the natural inheritance of Jerusalem. What God was talking about is that Jesus was going to become, in the flesh, come through the lineage of David. So, when we read that, we understand what Jesus, what the scripture was talking about. Verse 4, who was declared, look at this, the son of God with power by what? By what? Come on everybody talk to me. By what? Resurrection from the dead. According to the spirit of holiness. Jesus Christ our what? Our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now. Go to verse. If you read now. Go to verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For in it, in what? In what? What is the it there? The gospel. Am I right? Come on now, talk to me. What's the it there? The gospel. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from what? Faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Do you see that this scripture wasn't talking to you about faith to get things? It was talking about faith for salvation. So when he says, the just shall live by faith, what is he saying? The man who believes in God, lives the life of justification in God, by faith in the sacrifice of Jesus. Are you still here? Okay. Now, go to Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. Write all the scriptures down. Go read them again. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You see, that's why believers should not engage in sin. Because sin is disastrous. Sin is disastrous. It will ruin you. It will destroy you. And that's why God offered His son. Paul says very clearly that sin shall not have dominion over you. But let's go on. For she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Verse twenty three, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So you see, when this prophetic word came by the by the mouth of Isaiah, it was pointing to Jesus. Are you still here? Come on, come on, I said, Are you still here? All right. Go to Luke, um, John chapter one, verse forty one. John one forty one. Verse 40. One of the two heard John speak and followed him. And his name was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Go to verse 41. He found first his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah. Which which translated means Christ. And that should be our heart. Helping people to find the Messiah. So when he says, we have found the Messiah... It it tells us or it paints a picture of someone they have been looking for. Right? Hello. It tells us a picture of someone they have been looking for. Now how were they able to identify the Messiah? They were able to identify the Messiah by reading the scriptures. By reading the Old Testament they were able to find Christ. Because everything about the Old Testament was pointing to Christ. The consolation of Israel. The hope of Israel. And, and most of the things that were written is, being, is interpreted. You know, because today you, you've, got, you've got people who say, well, we, we want to build a temple in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem, because when Jesus comes again, He's going to land on Mount Olives in Jerusalem, so we've got to build a temple there. Don't send money there. Israel. And I'll say it very bold, very loud, very clear, very audacious, is not more holy than Bonnie Island. Because Jesus had died for everyone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are now the true Israel of God. In fact, Paul speaks very clearly and says that Israel is in bondage with our children. Because you know what? It doesn't matter if Jesus came from, is a Jew if they don't believe in him, they are not saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't have a problem if you want to go. I really want to go to Israel just to see a couple of things and compare them with the scriptures. But I also know that sometimes it's, it's just for tourism because you go there, they show you this is the grave of Jesus and you know that, you know, everybody in the world cannot see one grave. So they'll do multiple graves. You carry some people. This is the grave. they Ticky people pass the backside, this is the grave. they like, like ten people we have ten graves. Just go to see stuff, but it's not like you now go and come back and start selling water from River Jordan. You know, ah, I'm taking your prayer request to to to, to 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 Israel to pray. You are traveling too far. It's a waste of time and resources. It says come boldly to the throne of grace. I said the Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace. Taking your prayers to the wailing wall. Why? You know, people say this "Ah, when when, when Daniel was praying, the prince of Persia stopped the prayers of Daniel. I want you to pray that every prince of Persia stopped in your prayer. Where are you reading? You're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Are you seated with Christ in the heavenly places? Then there's prince of Persia, then there's Jesus. How do you, how is your geography like? It says you're seated with Christ, far above principalities and power. So, in the first place, a prince of Persia cannot come between you and God. These are basic things. Anybody holding my prayer? Anybody holding my prayer? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it water you are serving that they are holding? How did we get here? How did we get here? And you know what led us here? Unfortunately, it is mammon. Money. Greed. That's what the scripture talks in the book. It, it, it said they will peddle the word of God. They will peddle it. Hustlers, scripture says. Are you still here? Look at this now. <laughs> Look at this. Luke chapter 2. Can we go back to John? Come back to John, please. Let me show you something. Because I said something that I said something now. Let me give you a scripture for it. John chapter 1. Go to verse 11. Say something now. Let me give you a scripture for it. And I, say, I make all these statements deliberately so you can go and study. If you're really interested in knowing more. I make these statements very deliberately so you can go and study. The simplicity of the gospel is what we should teach. And let me tell you this very clearly. Let me tell you this very clearly. If you're a minister listening to me, pay attention to this. If you stay with teaching the word of God, <laughs> what you're looking for, you will be so amazed at how God will bring it to you. Whether it's resources Whether it's open doors whether it's Do you understand? All the things we try to end on our own effort It will come effortlessly Without pressure Without stress Look at this John chapter 1 Verse 10 He was in the world Talking about Jesus Because in verse 1 He talked about in the beginning was the word, and the world was his God And the word was God Talking about Jesus He was He came to, Verse 10 He was in the world And the world was made through him And the world did not know him Verse 11 He came to his own That's the Jews. And those who were his own, look at this, did not receive him. They didn't accept him. There are people today, Jews today, still waiting for the Messiah to come. And then you would think that God will prioritize those people more than you who has believed in his son. Look at this. But as many, that's us, hallelujah, as received him, to them he gave the right, To become the children of God. Even to those who believe in his name. Now, I like the word the new American Standard Version used. If you use the King James Version, it says as many as believe he gave the power to become the sons of God. There are two words used for power. Two Greek words used for power. One is exousia. One is dunamis. Dunamis is explosive power. Exousia is right. Legal right. It says when we believed in his name. When we believed in the name of Jesus. We had the legal right to now be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Now go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 28. Mm, Luke two twenty-eight. Let me show you something here. Thank you, thank you, Father. Luke chapter 2, verse 28. This was when uh, Simeon entered the temple. Verse 26, verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Oh, I like this scripture. I like this scripture. And you know why I like this scripture? <laughs> you know why I like this scripture? God told him, you will not see death until you see the Lord's Christ. So when you see Simeon living to a good old age, it wasn't just because he was eating right. You should eat right. It does not because he was very cautious. He was. But what kept him alive was the spoken word of God. There are promises that God will give to you that will keep you alive. It doesn't matter if you are involved in the worst kind of accident in this world. You will come out because there is a word hanging on your head that needs to be fulfilled. The key to life is God's word. It says the Holy Spirit told him you will not see death before you see this thing. Ah, How will it be awesome if God spoke certain things to us? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine the Lord telling you you will see your great grandchild before you die. I mean, you'll be at peace when you are traveling. You will not be canceling blood sucking demons. Yeah? Like, oh, Father, blood sucking demons. Blood sucking demons. Blood sucking demons. You should not see my blood. Whose blood is this? Is he mine? <laughs> You know, life is very funny, eh? Oh, God. You know, the more dangerous the transport you're using in that sense, or the more. Let me leave that. Go to Luke chapter two, verse twenty-eight. <laughs> now, Lord, you are releasing your bond servant. He took up Jesus. Okay, verse twenty. Yeah, let's read verse twenty-eight. Let's read verse twenty-eight. So he took up Jesus. Now. And now Lord, so, so Simon was praying, now Lord, you're releasing your bonds to depart in peace according to your word. According to your word. See, see, he referenced that word again. He says, now I can die according to your word. That's how a believer should die. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want to die, let us know. And at least just show us the password to your account. And just tell us certain things like, yeah, you know, give pastor my shoes or something. Don't just like, ah, sleepy he didn't wake up. No, 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 no. You have a pattern in scriptures. Come on, I said you have a pattern in scriptures. I said you have a pattern in scriptures. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For my eyes, look at what he says. For my eyes have seen what? Your what? Salvation. So when Simeon held Jesus in his hands, he said, my eyes have seen your salvation. So when Simeon looked at Jesus, he knew that was the salvation. Are you following this? So, this is just to tell you that all of the expectations of the prophets, all of the expectations of the Jews, all those that God spoke to before the New Testament came into into manifestation, they were all waiting for this thing called salvation. For this cause. Hallelujah. Look at this. Which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Look at what he says prophetically now. Verse 32. A light of revelation to the Gentiles. And the glory of your people, Israel. This was prophesied by Isaiah in Isaiah 9.2. Isaiah 42, verse 6, that he will be given as a light to the Gentiles. Now, let me explain something to you. (laughs) Let me explain something to you. When you go to the book of Isaiah, right? And you read, and you say, Well, yeah, uh, I'm going to. He is giving as a light to the Gentiles. Now, if you read that from just your need perspective, what will you see? You see that God is going to give you as a success to the world. Am I right? Come on now. We read all these things. Oh Lord, God make me a light. am a light to the Gentiles. (laughs) But if you read it in the context of that, the whole scripture was talking about Jesus. What will you see there? That was referring to the fact that Jesus will be the savior of the Gentiles. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when you begin to read Bible like this, it will begin to make meaning to you. You will begin to see and understand how the scriptures reveal Christ. So he talked about this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. So I'm going to finish up on Wednesday. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I pray that the light of God's word will just shine in the hearts of your people. I pray that light will come forth. And I ask by the power, the person of the Holy Spirit, that God, you will breathe upon this message. You cause it to go far into the nations of the earth. And many will come and embrace the truth of your word. The scriptures will be opened up unto them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.